Welcome to the Hero Bells Podcast. My name is Kyle McCaffrey, and today's episode is all about flow. Uh, last time we did an episode about flow, it was the first inst- uh, episode about this. If you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to it now. I believe that was episode 19 or 18. Hard to tell these days with a bad memory. <laughs> and we did uh, an episode, or I did an episode or two about Focus by Dr. Daniel Goleman, uh, which is, he uh, wrote a book called Focus, the Hidden Driver of Excellence. And it kind of led into, or segued, if you will, into this episode and the episode uh, before this one. So if you haven't listened to it, maybe you should go listen to it now so that you have a little bit of context. Because what I'm going to describe to you in this episode is, um, well, it will be supported with an infographic on my Facebook page so that you can further understand uh, a uh, what would you call it, a, a type of graph, so that you can see the type of curve or channel for flow states and how they're achieved. Um, I'm going to describe it as best as I can, um, but it, chances are if you're driving or you're doing something where you need your hands, you're not going to be able to draw this out, and you're only going to have your ability to visualize. So if you're driving, this might not be the episode for you. However, you can quickly, when you are not driving, go and look for this infographic and or this uh, graph that I'll put that I put up on my Facebook page, and you'll be able to follow along and understand this a little bit better. Normally, I don't like to have a visual thing uh, having to be explained on a podcast because that is a little bit um, what would you say annoying. <laughs> but without further ado. Let's get down to this. The elusiveness of flow in life may be attributed to a lack of focus. Focus is a driver of excellence, according to Dr. Daniel Goleman. From my mind, I have allowed myself to be distracted. Distracted by gadgets, people, and of course, other things more difficult to control. For some, there is ADD, depression, and anxiety simply wired into us for some godforsaken reason. Maybe it's our parents, societies, or inherent neuroses. For myself, I fall under the spell of depression from time to time, mindlessly floating from conversation or occupation with an aim that feels futile. Focus only would come when the level of interest in a given task would come forth, rather than seeking it out. I lived in a world of reaction, and sometimes self-pity. The idea of a flow state was out of the question, until I completely stopped doing what I had to do, and started doing what I wanted to do. Of course, that requires a little bit of definition. For instance, menial jobs were the worst for me, and they are for most people. And perhaps my spirit, if you will. Mostly the things I loved to do and had sustained interest in didn't pay bills or even one bill. Things have changed though. Only with pain and sacrifice. Perhaps if I had started sooner, the pain would not have been so great or the sacrifice so deep. Now flow states are something I hunt for, like an animal with blood on his tongue. Because now I understand what I thought was elusive was actually closer than an exhaled breath. 
Last time I introduced you to the book Flow by Dr. Csikszentmihalyi, who I'll refer to as Dr. C for obvious reasons, mainly because I sound ridiculous to anybody who's Hungarian. They're probably just wanting to choke me to death. Uh, In the last episode, I introduced you to the idea of flow, how it's pertained to my life and how it can be implemented into your own. A flow state is one that many people chase because of the overwhelming feeling of gratification. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, like I said before, go back and listen to the previous episode for some context. But right now, we're going to dive back in. From here, Dr. C has this to say. In our studies, we found that every flow activity, whether it involved competition, chance, or any other dimension of experience, had this in common. It provided a sense of discovery, a creative feeling of transporting the person into a new reality. It pushed the person to higher levels of performance and led to previously undreamed of states of consciousness. In short, it transformed the self by making it more complex. In this growth of the self lies the key to flow activities. The next part will be described to the best of my ability. Like I said before, Dr. C illustrates in the book a simple graph with two axes. There's a y-axis that is labeled as challenge and the x which is going across um, as skills. On a 45 degree angle, we have two parallel lines that represent a range or channel of the flow state. So if you're starting from where the zero point is, where the two axes meet, that's where your zero point's going to be. And now you have two parallel lines that are starting roughly from there and create a channel, however wide. You'll see if you go onto my Facebook page. But understand that there is this channel going on a 45 degree angle from the zero point. Um, I will, Like I said, I provided that on my Facebook page for those of you who don't want to imagine or draw it out. The higher the challenge with the least skill, the higher the anxiety. So I'll say that again. The higher the challenge and the, with the least skill, the higher the anxiety. So that means if you have an insurmountable challenge in front of you and you have no skills to do it, you're going to be worried. Pretty plain. Conversely, the higher the skill with the least challenge, the higher the boredom. So if you are just maxed out, let's just assume you have, well, think of it like maybe playing a video game. If you're in God mode and you have no opponents, you're going to be bored, which makes perfect sense. If you were a God among mortals, you would likely be bored. Your skills and competence are so high that there is no challenge, or you are so challenged that you attain no skills. A simple diagram might help explain why this should be the case. Let us assume that the figure represents a specific activity. So let's assume you are looking at the graphic that I provided or that the doctor provided in his book. Um, For example, the game of tennis. The two theoretical most important dimensions, the experience, the challenges, and skills are represented on the two axes of the diagram. The letter A... Now, we, if you're looking at the diagram, you're going to see a small flow that intersects with all parts of these um, areas of the graph. So you have at the high end of challenges, it, on the, I guess you would say on the upper left side of the flow channel, you have anxiety. Because as you go up in challenge and low in competency and skill, you'll have anxiety. If you have a high skill and low challenge, you have boredom. So as you go in those directions, 
that's what you're going to get. So obviously there's going to be an optimal place. So back to Dr. C, the letter A represents Alex, a boy who is learning to play tennis. The diagram shows Alex at four different points in time. When he first starts playing, which is represented as A1, Alex has practically no skills and the only challenge he faces is hitting the ball over the net. So like I said, there's a flow chart, or sorry, diagram that's intersecting all these parts of the graph. So it goes from A1 up to A3, which is anxiety, or A2, which is to boredom, and then goes up from A2 to A4. It looks like a perfect square. You're going to see this if you look at the graphic. Like I said, this is not going to make sense, or it's going to be very difficult to understand. So back to the book. This is not a very difficult feat, but Alex is likely to enjoy it because the difficulty is just right for his rudimentary skills. So at this point, he will probably be in flow, but he cannot stay there for long. After a while, he keeps practicing. His skills are bound to improve, and then he will grow. Oh, sorry. After a while, he keeps practicing his skills, um, and they're bound to improve, and then he will grow bored just batting the ball over the net. Or it might happen that he meets a more practiced opponent, in which case he will realize that there are much harder challenges for him than just lobbing the ball. At that point, he will feel some anxiety, which is at A3, because at this point we have low skill, high challenge, or higher challenge. Um, at this point, he will feel some anxiety concerning his poor performance. Neither boredom nor anxiety are positive experiences, so Alex will be motivated to return to the flow state. How is he to do it? Glancing again at the diagram, we see that if he is bored, which is at point A2, now we're moving laterally towards the boredom end, and wishes to be in a flow state again, Alex has essentially one choice, to increase the challenges he is facing. He also has a second choice, which is to give up tennis altogether, in which case A would simply disappear from the diagram. By setting himself a new and more difficult goal that matches his skills, for instance, to beat an opponent just a little more advanced than he is, Alex would be back in flow. So that makes perfect sense for just about anything that you're trying to do in terms of competition. You're trying to be better than the opponent, but obviously the opponent can't be so good, otherwise you're going to give up. Uh, I know I've experienced this myself when it came to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I would go for, well, I mean, I would... I would grapple with just about anybody, but oftentimes I would grapple with people who are just not quite as good as me and just a little bit better than me. The reason was is that if I went against people who weren't quite as good as me, I would have somebody that I could go and essentially beat the crap out of. And then I would go against somebody who would either beat the crap out of me or would challenge me just enough that I would be trying a little bit harder and would challenge me. And you definitely achieve flow states in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um... But anyway, back to the book. If Alex is anxious, which is A3, the way back to flow requires that he increase his skills. Theoretically, he could also reduce the challenges he is facing and thus return to flow where he started. But in practice, it is difficult to ignore challenges once one is aware that they exist. Yeah, you can't unlearn about a challenge. The diagram shows that both A1 and A4 represent situations in which Alex is in flow. Although both are equally enjoyable, the two states are quite different in that A4 is a more complex experience than A1. 
It is more complex because it involves greater challenges and demands greater skills from the player. But A4, although complex and enjoyable, does not represent a stable situation either. As Alex keeps playing, either he will become bored by the stale opportunities he finds at that level, or he will become anxious and frustrated by this relatively low ability. So the motivation to enjoy himself, again, will push him to get back into the flow channel, but now at a level of complexity even higher than A4. So as you introduce new skills, this flow... Um, uh, not the flow state or channel, but sorry, I keep using the word flow incorrectly here. There's, uh, that would be the right word, cycle. It lo- it's the diagram cycle within the graph. You get to keep going as you get new challenges and you're learning new tasks. So he put it broadly in the case of tennis. You don't just kind of learn tennis. You're obviously going to learn different kind of um Oh, what would you call it? See, I don't even know tennis, but your your how you swing, the backswing, whether you jump, how you serve, all these micro tasks that form a bigger picture, and that's the case the case for any just about any sport. You're able to break it down into anything complex, of course, uh, into small fragments and make them make sense in terms of a bigger picture, and it turns into something more higher resolution. Ooh, it's a little cold in here. Anyway, where were we? There it is. It is the dynamic feature that explains why flow activities lead to growth and discovery. One cannot enjoy doing the same thing at the same level for long. We grow either bored or frustrated, and then the desire to enjoy ourselves again pushes us to stretch our skills or to discover new opportunities for using them. It is important, however, not to fall into the mechanistic fallacy and expect that just because a person is objectively involved in a flow activity, she will necessarily have the appropriate experience. It is not only the real challenges uh, presented by the situation that count, but those that the person is aware of. It is not skills we actually have that determine how we feel, but the ones we think we have. One person may respond to the challenge of a mountain peak, but remain indifferent to the opportunity to learn to play a piece of music. The next person may jump at the chance to learn the music and ignore the mountain. How we feel at any given moment of a flow activity is strongly influenced by the objective conditions, but consciousness is still free to uh, follow in its own assessment of the case. The rules of games are intended to direct psychic energy in patterns that are enjoyable, but whether they do or not is ultimately up to us. A professional athlete might be playing football without any of the elements of flow being present. He might be bored, self-conscious, concerned about the size of his contract rather than the game, and and the opposite is even more likely, that a person will deeply enjoy activities that were intended for other purposes. To many people, Activities like working or raising children provide more flow than playing a game or painting a picture. Because these individuals have learned to perceive opportunities in such mundane tasks that others do not see. That's all I'm going to read for today. Thank you very much for listening. I will follow this up next week with episode three so that we can get down to the nitty gritty and boil this down as much as possible. If you're not following me right now on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, you can find me there uh, at Hero Bells or Hero 
underscore kbells on Instagram. Thank you very much for tuning in and we will do this again, like I said, next week. Have a good one. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast was useful to you. Um, I want to let you know that I have more tips and workouts available on YouTube that will also help you along the way of your training. Just search Hero Bells and please comment. I love comments. Like and subscribe, turn on notifications and check in often. Thanks so much again. Have a great day.